On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Fairfax Toyota. Let's ride together. Hey guys, what's up? This is Josh Norman. This is Alex Smith. This is Joe Gibbs. You listen to Redskins Talk with J.P. Finley. set up when the gates open so come on by bring your bring your food bring your booze let's have some fun all right mitch good to know well how early is that we're uh the setup folks are going to be there at 6 a.m so whenever you're ready for us we're ready for you guys what time are you getting there i am getting there at 6 a.m my friend (laughs) oh Oh, gosh i won't be getting there Uh, at 6 a.m yeah me either uh all right Let's, uh, we'll be there by like 10, 1030 though. So people just come on. We'll be there. It's going to be fun. Taylor, tell us what's going on at wide receiver. Get us up to speed. Well, they signed two guys and let one guy go. They uh, signed uh, Rashad Perryman, former first round pick of the Ravens, who has spent a lot of time uh, on the injured list and has not been very productive. The Ravens uh, just cut him at the end of training camp on September, well, on September 1st on the cut-down date. And uh, Michael Floyd, another former first-round pick, uh, this one of the Cardinals. Um, he was with the Saints in training camp uh, before they let him go. 
and uh, they have both been looking for employment. Tried out with the Redskins on Monday, signed, or are set to sign, I would assume. I, we haven't heard anything official either way. The only thing official we've heard is Jehu Chesson, the wide receiver who brought it from the practice squad, who was a fourth-round pick of the Chiefs last year, um, was waived. And that, that's, uh, that's bringing you up to speed on the facts of the matter. All right, so here's some now. info. Um, Chesson appears to be appears to have a lot of potential as a special teams player, but the Skins need somebody that can play receiver for them. So Perryman employed last year. Perryman had Ofer for the season. Didn't have a single catch, a single target. And here's what is even more remarkable about Bashad Perryman: this is a first round pick who had a guaranteed contract for this season, and they still cut him. His money is guaranteed in 2018 and 2019. And the Ravens still decided they would rather just move on. So take what you want about Rashad Perryman. Michael Floyd is a bit more interesting. Michael Floyd has produced, and he's produced at a pretty high level. Now, granted, it came a number of years ago in Arizona. But if you look at his 2013 campaign with the Cardinals, he had 65 catches, over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. But ever since then, Taylor, I know you, you wrote about or at least made mention of he had a bad – he had a DUI situation that was twice the legal limit. Is that right with Floyd? Not like – well, uh, it was .216, which is two-plus two times – not quite three, but two-plus times the legal limit. Uh, happened in uh, Glendale, Arizona, where we were last, uh, last week. And uh, he served a four-game suspension at the beginning of the 2017 season, by which time he had signed with the Vikings. So he actually sat out the first four games, played the rest of the year for the Vikings. So, I mean, with Floyd, he's a former first-round pick. He's got some size. He at least has proven the ability to catch the football. Brashad Perryman has never shown that ability. Um, My reaction to both these guys is – tepid at best clearly if you listen to the day after podcast in my interview with jay gruden clearly gruden doesn't know what's going to happen with mo harris and i think there are lingering questions with paul richardson's shoulder i think that's why all these guys are getting brought in i want to have a larger conversation about guys they didn't get but let's at least get through our reaction to these two mitch i'll start with you and then pete go ahead i mean who knows what you're going to get but i'm kind of excited about michael floyd i mean He's been a good player in this league, like you talked about. He's a big body. He seems to be able to use it to go up and get get balls, at least from you know what we saw back in the day. And the DUI situation in Arizona was particularly bad. If you remember, there was the video where he kind of rolled out of the truck and wasn't in good shape. But hopefully, all that stuff's behind him, and you know, you take a chance, take a flyer on a guy, no risk, you know, see what you get out of him. And Bashad Perriman's real fast. You know, there's no real deep threat right now, so maybe he can get open deep and find a way to. Soften up those hands a little bit. Yeah, you said your reaction, JP, was tepid. Mine is like bleh, which I think is the onomatopoeia version of tepid. Um, maybe one out of the two of these guys works out. I'm glad they brought in two because after Perriman, I was a little underwhelmed. Michael Floyd at least gives me a tiny bit of hope. But it's I think they need to worry more about the guys in-house and hopefully have Richardson, Crowder, and Doxson step up instead of relying on these two to hit and at least be somewhat productive because we were worried about how Smith's chemistry was with the guys who've been in the building for six months. I don't think he's instantly just going to connect with Floyd and Perriman right away. So more worried about the guys in the building than those who are just coming in. 
Did, did Pete, the same guy that couldn't make two phone calls to get me and Tandler on the phone, just use onomatopoeia in a sentence? Did that just happen? Not only did he use it, he along, used it correctly. Along with what that. the hell was that? Right. That's a that's a hell of a sentence. Your English teacher should be proud. Tandler, I don't know if you gave a reaction or you just gave your – I gave, your, uh, I gave the fact. Okay, go. First of all, just to, the fact. to fix the facts a little bit, last year he did have – uh, targeted 35 times, 10 receptions for 77 yards. He did not play at all as a rookie. He played in 2016, 2017, and then so he is just guaranteed through this year. They did not pick up his fifth year. This is his fourth year. Oh, uh, you're right. Because, he play because the one year so they, they did, yeah, they did not pick up his fifth year option, which was kind of a sign that hey, you know, maybe things aren't going to go that well. They weren't that happy with him. So he he's got one year. They they I guess they paid him for whatever, you know had to had to pay whatever his guaranteed salary was for this year, and so that they're done with him after this year. So he, he did, you know, he did catch ten passes last year. That's not a big deal. But I I just think, you know, they're not people are comparing these guys to Josh Doxson. They're comparing him to Des Bryant, who would cost a heck of a lot more money and would would want to be a starter. But it, they're comparing him to Jehu Chesson and Brian Quick. Can those guys get it? Be more productive than those guys? I, I can't say. You know, not having seen either one, I'm really a whole lot lately. Um, can't say for sure, but uh, you know, you you have to think that there's there's a chance that they that they could be. So I think it's worth the flyer. It's certainly not not you know anything to get excited about, but uh, I think it is worth a worth a shot try to upgrade that that position group after two guys went on IR and opening day. They're kind of scrambling. They want guys with some experience who can get rolling in a hurry. And um, maybe these are the guys. I mean, frankly, I, I don't I, – well, i tell you what. Let's just go to the bigger conversation then. Because before we get there, I, I think we've got to talk about not going after Josh Gordon, not signing. At this point, it's relevant. Before we get to kind of the bigger conversation, I want to make sure folks are checking out Orsman Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram of Alexandria. Go see my guy, Andy Hay. He's the general manager over there. Or you can check out Jason Dill. He's the general sales manager. They will sell you any car you want. They got Chrysler's Jeeps, Dodges, and Rams. Rams are the trucks, but they got used cars too. They got the Orsman Lifetime Edge. Give them a call, 877-249-486. They'll take care of you. All right, so Taylor, you, you made a couple points there that necessarily signing these guys, signing Floyd and Perryman isn't about being, competing with Doxon and Crowder and Richardson, and I agree with you there. I, I do think the, the questions about what, what's going on with Mo Harris's health are, are really starting to mount at this point. But we know what the Pats had to give up to get Josh Gordon. I, I've been pretty adamant that I think – the hype for Josh Gordon is entirely is entirely overinflated. Seconded. This is the guy that the, this is the, guy that the Browns did decided to move on from, the Browns, after putting up with a boatload of, of ups and downs for him. Yes, he has a ton of talent, but there is no way to know he's going to be able to keep his act together to stay on the field at all. Des Bryant, though, RT, I'm not sure he's still looking for money. The guy might just want to play at a certain point. I, I think – if you were looking for a receiver to make an impact, I think Dez would have been your guy. I do think you bring a hungry Michael Floyd in, 
he might be all of a sudden he's the veteran of the room, if nothing else. And and he, because he has produced, maybe he's able to actually make some plays for you. Perryman does nothing for me. I also think there's going to be a roster situation here. Maybe so a, a corresponding roster move is going to have to happen. Maybe that will be Rob Kelly to the IR because Gruden told us he needs toe surgery. He might be out a month. He might be out more than a month. But if they move Rob Kelly to the IR and sign both these guys, you're talking about seven wideouts at that point. Last year, they only kept five. You know, like, I, I, are they really going to keep seven wideouts? I, I wonder well, if there's yeah. not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They usually do dicks, so, so it's not that much of a stretch. Go ahead and finish your point. I mean, no, that, that was exactly where I was going. I, it might not be that much of a stretch, but they only kept five last year. So, like, keeping that seventh and only having three running backs when two of them are Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson seems a little dicey as well. You don't think that makes Samaj P. Ryan active on Sunday? I Certainly. But you're talking about a 33-year-old that has had injury history over the last few years and Chris Thompson injury history over the last few years. Meanwhile, I mean, and maybe you want to get another running back in here. Meanwhile, your offensive line is already starting to get banged up a little. Trent and Brandon's knees are both kind of iffy. Oh, uh, Pete, Pete, come on. They, they sat out a play or two. Let, let's, not, I think, let's not blow Taylor, that out of proportion and call it banging. Taylor, I, I like dismissing Pete's thoughts, but I don't think that's dismissible. I mean, that old line gets – think about it. They already had to go to their Laval contingency plan. For Granted, it was just a couple plays. Two snaps. They had to go to it for Two sure. Snaps. Two snaps. I'm telling I, I am not dis- – Brandon Sheriff is, is beat up at this point, I think, and it's it's early, but that, that's, I, I just think there are reasons to be worried throughout the offensive roster. I, I guess I think, that's my bigger point. But I think to keep seven receivers for this week or for the time being or right now, whatever that time frame is, isn't the worst thing in the world. You have the backup running back to bring in if they end up having to make a move with Rob. You have, There's two O-linemen that are, uh, that are available as your backups that are there, and if – if if one of those guys needs to miss some time and you got to bring somebody in, it's not like bringing in a running back or a, or a backup O lineman this week. That guy's not going to still be available next week. And there and there are five safeties on the roster too. I mean, they could they could make a move on defense as well. So you know, I, I, I you know, let's just wait and see what it is. We do know, however, that Kelly is going to be whether he goes to injured reserve or not. You know, I, I think it, he's at least four weeks. Now, now you can hold him on the roster for four weeks if, you know, if, if, if you want to do that, if you don't want to put him on injury reserve and maybe activate him later. But, uh, you know, that that's where, you know, and I, I think, JP, you kind of wanted to maybe hold this podcast, hold this discussion until we knew what that other roster move was. But uh, you know, so that that's where we're we're kind of we're kind of in the dark a little bit to where uh, you know we we don't know what the other move is, so it's hard to really put a whole lot of you know put give give the big picture view when we we don't we don't know what that is. I agree with you. I also can't believe I defended Pete on a day when he wasn't able to make two phone calls and set up the record. But I, I don't think you make I a very think- good point. Mitch had trouble making the phone calls, too, for the record. He was equally confused. And, JP, thank you for standing up for me. It is appreciated. He was not equally confused. Mitch, were you not perplexed? It took you a second. We had to work together. Were you not confused? Yes, it took me a second. No, we did not work together in that you just stood there and and said, tell me when to press Pete. We have cameras in the studio. We can show what happened. We were both confused. 
Pete, uh, Pete, you were saying, hey, guys, we can't do it. We'll have to record another way. Mitch said, give me two seconds to figure it out, in which he did, and then had Taylor and I on the phone within a minute. Well, that How was, are you going to compare those? Two? I was saying we might need to do it a different way before Mitch showed up, and once he showed up, he helped. But he certainly didn't do it in a snip snap. It took him a second. He had to <laughs> bounce around a little. We were moving around in this podcast studio. All right, you're saying he helped. He did it. You didn't do anything. I just liked when you stood up for me. Don't don't now do turn on me again, okay, buddy? Um, you should see my eye roll right now, boys. I, I can only imagine. Chandler, 1 to 10. 10 being, what's a 10? 10 is the Redskins offensive line situation last year in the Seattle game. That is a true mess, right? Like a roster mess. I mean, they, they were starting guys. They signed that week. They had they had nobody available. They didn't even they weren't even able to dress a whole forty six guys. So so that is the peak of a mess. What is the Redskins wide receiver situation right now? Scale of one to ten. Wait, ten the a disaster basically. Ten is it, as big of a disaster as you can get. And my example okay. is the offensive line situation last year in uh, okay in Seattle. Well, it's about a three or four. I mean, they, they have their three starters. Yep. So that, that's a major leg up over that offensive line of last year. So I'll say a, I'll go with a, I'll go with a three. Right. Well, the thing to keep in mind with the O-line last year, I think they still had two starters out of five. I, I'm with you. I, I, I think I, I'll say a four. Um, and I'm tr- it's a four, but it's trending up because this Mo Harris situation is just so nebulous and unexplained so i'm going with a four but trending up mitchell yeah i'm i'm kind of with you i'm going maybe a four and a half and yes certainly with certainly with the potential to go up pretty quickly is it time to panic okay hold on hold on i'm sorry pete let let me before you jump in okay go ahead yeah yeah but it's not you know floyd look maurice harris I like the guy. I hope he does well. The guy, Michael Floyd, could be considered an upgrade over Mo Harris at this point. Once he maybe once he gets a little time in the system, Mo Harris. Really well, that's has the only thing. Mo much. is the only guy. Mo is the only guy on that roster that can play all three positions. So I think there's value in that as well. But I think there's a lot of value in that. He hasn't produced. Yeah, he has 12 career catches. Yeah, I, I you know. I, I don't know. Michael Floyd could be an upgrade over him. That, that's all I'll say. Pete, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm more concerned just how the wide receiver group as a whole is performing. The health issues aren't a big deal because, like Taylor said, the top three guys are untouched and you're kind of able to hide all the chaos behind those three. But the position group is just totally hectic. This is not what you want to be two weeks in, just dealing with all these performance issues and new guys coming in. It's it's kind of wild how quickly things have turned on the outside. Can I also just make what, one what was, what was Pete's number? Sorry. I'll say... A five. So Pete is the most concerned of all of us. Indeed. What were you going to say, Mitch? I was just going to take a 30,000-foot view of this whole thing real quick in that if you rewind this team five years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of talent across the board, and they've made a commitment to bulking up the O-line and D-lines who, for the most part, have seemed much improved between last year and hopefully this year. And they haven't. Oh, week two, they suck. I know, but they haven't invested a whole lot in skill players and position players. And I think that you're seeing that you're seeing the the cumulative effect of that. 
if I may, they have a first round pick in, in Doxon, I know. They have a guy and they have a guy forty million dollars position that they spent forty million dollars on in Paul Richardson. So not to shoot holes in your theory, but I'm not sure I agree. I don't want you to shoot holes in anything if I'm thirty thousand feet up. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. But you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think you can dismiss the investments there. No, no, I'm not dismissing the investment completely, just that they've made a more concerted effort in the in the front. Chandler, in terms of draft capital, yeah, but they again, like I said, you got the guy free agent. You want to look at more? They've resigned Thompson to a, a new contract. Jordan Reed got an extension. I mean, Vernon Davis got some money. Uh, you know, I well, they all got I, some I, money. Well, well and can we even really say that about draft capital when when Doxson's a first round pick too? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll say that. But, you know, two, you got more first-round picks up front. you got Sheriff. you got uh, Payne. You've got uh, Allen. Three out of the last. That, that's fine. That's but, yeah, it's, it's not like skill positions have been neglected. Yeah, I mean, they also drafted Geis this year, and I don't think we should all of a sudden now be annoyed at the Redskins for building through the trenches when we've been hoping they've done that for a while. I don't know and what's going on that I'm defending Pete and disagreeing with Mitch. Feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Well, Mitch almost did run me over with his car today, so that's why I'm trying to uh, tack him a little bit. He almost hit me in Bethesda, and then didn't even that's apologize. The highlight of my day, hearing that story. Yeah, it was. I it was a blue Honda Pilot sped by, and I was like, "That looks like Mitch's car." He turned left, and I was like, "That's Mitch." Damn him! Did if I would have thought about it, I would have had the gas a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a real emergency <laughs> podcast. <laughs> emergency room. Emergency room podcast. <laughs> All right. uh, up or down vote, no wiggle room. A fifth-round pick is all it took to acquire Josh Gordon from the Redskins. And ends up there's conditional terms on there. The Patriots might get a pick back, um, depending on if Gordon can play. We all know who Gordon is. We know who he isn't. He's not dependable. Uh, you can't. He's not trustworthy at this stage of his career. But if he can be on the field, he's very talented. Up or down, no wiggle room. The Redskins will have at least two fifth-round picks this year, possibly more. Should the Redskins have made the move to go get Josh Gordon? Okay, you want me to go forward? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No, simply because they just don't have the – it, is, it would not be the right atmosphere for him. I think the Patriots are his best shot. So I, a definite no. It would not have worked out here. Mitch? I agree, and I I agree. No, not worth it. Um, you don't want a guy that you can't trust. Uh, talked a lot about trust last year with all the injuries um, and how Gruden was having trouble game planning, not knowing who was going to be available week to week. The last thing you want to do is bring in another guy who's going to leave you in the trenches if you don't if you don't know since you don't know if he's going to be available week to week. All right, Pete. Yeah, I'm in a weird spot where I'm not very happy or excited about Perriman or Floyd, but I'd rather the team try them than Gordon or Dez. Dez is a guy who can't get open. That's what the Redskins receivers having trouble with. So why bring in a guy who hasn't been able to get open for a couple years and could be an issue? And Gordon is so unreliable. I'm kind of annoyed with this whole. Of course he ended up in New England. He's going to be great. Like They take on projects all the time that don't work, and he's still a, a big-time trouble guy. So I'm fine with them addressing receiver, but not necessarily with the big, flashy names. Uh, 
I'm, I, I'm surprised by this, but I'm disagreeing. They should have gone and gotten him. Fifth round pick, when you have a bunch of them, you're paying a nothing price. The defense can get nothing going downfield. And, and frankly, I, I don't see uh, – we've talked about this all season. I don't see a 1,000-yard receiver in this group. Uh, maybe Doxon can be a red zone threat, but I, I, I think they could use the, the injection of – speed and talent um and if it doesn't work it costs you nothing you cut them you just cut them but what it's about a one, it's, a, it's a one game sample size but in his one game that he played this year how do you do jp he had a catch for a touchdown has any redkins receiver caught a touchdown in two games how many snaps did he have i, I could look it up but 70 snaps one 70. catch that sounds like a dachshund game uh, mitch also brought up that his big year was 2013 jp you said dez's performance last year outweighed what he did what gordon has done in like the past four years I'm getting close to the point. If one of these top three guys gets hurt, I think they should bring Dez in, or, or at least give it a, a serious consideration. Uh, I, I, the, the offense it's getting zero from the receiver spot, especially on the outside. And maybe not zero, but they're getting very little. And maybe I am overreacting to week two, but week two was really bad, fellas. And week one offensively only looked good because they were able to run the ball dominantly. So unless that run game returns, then then I think this conversation is going to get a little bit more serious. I agree. Uh, we've been talking about the two guys they brought in. I, I, I think there's a chance that Michael Floyd comes in and can be the number one option on the outside. Am I crazy? That's not not Sunday, but maybe in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm if saying that, give I'm him a couple weeks. Unless, unless guys get hurt. But, well, if, you know, yeah, if that happens, Doxon becomes even more irrelevant. He probably is the one who gets bumped out. I mean, to be honest, not even injury-related. If if this week they can't get anything going from the three receivers on the outside, I think they're going to take a nice hard look on the bye week and see what they can bring in and see what kind of difference they can make. I mean, if, you, if you're three weeks into the season and have a handful of catches from your number you know, one, two, and three receiver, that's that ain't bueno. Uh, yeah, and you know – like I feel like we all try to be measured and hope maybe we're not, but like, I mean, these numbers through two games are terrible. Uh, Doxon's got five catches for 48 yards. Crowder's five for 40. Uh, Richardson's eight for 85. I, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I think they need a good week and a lot of this conversation will shift, but there, there has not been much to be encouraged about at wide out. And maybe Michael Floyd can be that different. It's been a lot of years since he was good, too. And and there's been off-the-field stuff there, too. So, who knows, man. I, but I, I do think it's not an accident that they're bringing two wideouts in. And, and, you know, it was the thing when they brought back Brian Quick right away and brought in Jehu Chasen to replace Cam Sims and Trey Quinn. Because I think at that point they're like, hey, we like the guys we have. We just need some special teams guys, bottom-of-the-bench guys. But now you're bringing in name guys. You're bringing in former first-round picks. I think the conversation turned a little bit inside Redskins Park. Michael Floyd, you're not bringing him in to be your gunner on punt coverage. You guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the uh, I, I I only looked back two years, but the two new receivers combined to play two snaps on special teams in the last two years. Both of those were uh, Floyd in 2016. So these are not special teams guys not I, you know it'll be interesting to see if they say hey you're gonna be backup receiver you, you know you, you're gonna have you got to do something they're not gonna be a gunner or anything but they got they got you know 
it will be interesting you know, to see. To be fair, there what, aren't a whole, you know, what, what ends up happening there. To be fair, there aren't a whole lot of first round picks that end up playing special teams. Well, but yeah, but then you know what? They're not first round picks anymore. They're they're guys scrapping right. trying to stay. So on what I'm saying is, I I would game. I would expect to see Perriman, particularly Perriman, Perriman on specials best. with his speed. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, yeah. Mitch. I, and I agree with Tandler. They're not special. They're not first round picks anymore. That that doesn't matter anymore. I was saying in regards to the number of special team snaps they took over the past few years with their previous clubs. But regardless, I expect to see yeah. them play special teams here in DC. Well, Floyd, Floyd was a guy wandered into, you know, got signed by the Vikings and had a four-game suspension. I'm kind of I'm just kind of, I'm kind of surprised actually they didn't they didn't say, "Hey, you got to you got to play special teams." But last year he played zero, so we will see uh Well, see and for what it's worth, you know, for for what it's worth when we credit New England for trying to take guys on the Patriots brought in Michael Floyd in 2016, so it's not like the Skins are, are that far off the scent in, in that one, at least. The Patriots yeah. have also bring in, brought in a lot of guys that didn't end up working out. They just get so much credit when one of their guys does. Yeah, it's annoying. Cinco. Yeah, they had well, Corey Coleman a week ago. They already cut him. It's like they do this all the time. I'm just well, glad at least what? I haven't gotten any tweets look, that the Redskins look, should look, go look after Corey Coleman. Goals and they, can do, you know, they can do anything they want. All right, it's time to go. This is we're not even supposed to have a podcast today and we've gone thirty minutes. Or maybe that maybe not quite thirty minutes. Some of that was probably Mitch and Pete figuring out the phones early on. Chandler, where are you gonna be Sunday at eleven o'clock? Uh Orange Lot A. Enjoying a uh a, 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 oh what what are we serving there? Who knows? Whatever we're serving, I will I will eat and I'll be greeting. Mitch, you are in the meeting. What are we serving with them? You know what? Let's leave it as a surprise. We are serving lots of food. We have gourmet chefs that are going to be grilling stuff up on the on the charcoal, I believe. We're going to have cornhole. We're going to have, uh, you know, big Jenga. We're going to have footballs. We're going to have a lot of fun is what we're going to have. You can go catch passes oh. from Rich Tandler. We're going to have big Jenga? That's pretty fun. <laughs> don't, don't run too deep a pattern. My arm is... Yeah, you think the Redskins downfield passing is bad. Just wait till you see yeah. Tandler dropping back. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, are you sure about the big Jenga? That will be fun. I am positive about the big Jenga. Big man playing big Jenga. All right. Well, then here's another question. Are you just not sure what food we're serving, or do you really want it to be a surprise? I want it to be a surprise. I want the people to come hungry. <laughs> Let's just say it's a tailgate. It's not like, I mean, it's tailgate food. It's not like we're going to be serving crazy hibachi or like Chinese food. You can figure out what we're going to be serving. we got some Dietz and Watson goodies coming our way. Yes. I'm not sure Mitch knows what we're getting. I'm, we, I'm going on record. <laughs> At least last year, I knew what we were getting: 100 hamburgers. Because you bought them. Right, right, right. JP, Again, can you bring sales, out some us marketing? My people are br- over. My people are bringing in two trucks with refriger with refrigerators on board. So there's going to be some nice cool food for the folks, <laughs> and some nice hot food on the grills. What the hell is it? You're bringing in two trucks worth of refrigerated gold food? I promise so, you the food this year. Talk about- <laughs> I will promise you the food this year will far outweigh the food last year. I guarantee it. All right. Well, missed, all right. a guarantee is on the line. That's a big one. There. All right. We're going to go. I want to read two reviews real quick. First one is from Herp in the Derp. He <laughs> gave us five stars. He said, thanks for the awesome analysis and fun interaction between you guys and the players' coaches. Hoping to make the next Redskins Talk podcast party. J- JP, if I make it that far, you owe me a beer. This dude listens from Norway. 
I just found that incredible. Even, I don't even people, know where Norway is. Of course you don't, Pete. Um, it's in Scandinavia, which Pete thought was one country. Yeah, I just uh, recently learned the, that that's a bunch of countries. <laughs> he, he even put the Norwegian flag emoji in the in the review, which I thought was pretty awesome. I'm impressed then, you know the Norwegian flag. Uh, he lives in Do. He lives there. No, I'm not our listener. It's doofus. I know. <laughs> I'm good at geography. Mind. Don't Carry on. My ge- geography skills. Well, their flag's right, a big then, plus. Th- it's a cool flag, too. Um, all right, this one I had I to get read. It. That, that's Switzerland, but I got that. I know. <laughs> this one, This we weren't supposed to do a podcast today. I think the receiver situation called for one. I uh, we, tex- we, we texted last night and decided we would do one today. So this is from SKD, SK Dask. He says, keep up the good work. Five stars. Love the pod. Love the skins. If the pod is delayed or there is a day without a pod, a little part of my soul dies. So, SK Das, you weren't supposed to get one today, but I'm worried about your soul. So, here is your bonus Tuesday podcast. Um, Everybody be there Sunday. Orange a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you've made it this far, I owe you a beer. And thank you to the good folks at Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. Y'all should ride with them. Also, if you made it this far, go to Redson's Talk Pod for a great video of Rich and JP interacting behind the scenes. They are a mess. On Instagram. Oh, the, the Instagram. Yes. Yeah, Mitch was there just causing trouble in the background. It is one minute of pure gold. If you ever want to see Rich cry laughing, this is the spot to go. At Redson's Talk Pod on Instagram. Sorry, JP, for ruining your sign-off. All right, that's fine. Right. See, see you guys on Sunday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together.